Billy Ray almost missed the sign, grown over as it was with kudzu vines. He eased his foot off the accelerator, and his eyes strained through the thickening darkness to read the words, Iuka, population 387. He grinned to himself. Ten years. And if anybody had died off or been added to the courthouse roll book, the sign didn't show it. Make that 388, Billy Ray said out loud. Here's one old boy who's come back from Detroit to stay. He braked the old's 98 into the sharp curve, signaled for a left turn from force of habit, though there wasn't a living soul in sight. Billy Ray came to a stop at the railroad tracks and looked in both directions. He hadn't forgotten how often and how fast those long southern freight trains came roaring through, carrying Mississippi cotton and soybeans up north, where poor farm boys like Billy Ray Warren had gone to make a buck. The maroon car bumped over the tracks hard, though Billy Ray had it in low, and he swore softly under his breath. Damn shocks, shot to hell. He should have replaced them before he left. But though he had planned on leaving from the first day he'd set foot in the big town, his actual homecoming had been sudden. He had figured it would take him twenty years, well, fifteen at the very least, to save enough from his job on the line at GM to come back to the farm. Then he hadn't counted on cleaning up in a poker game. Billy Ray smiled, remembering. God, what a night. He'd been red hot. They had tried to make him say he'd be there this week, give them a chance to get some of it back. He hadn't said he wouldn't. Actually, he'd been afraid to say that. But he hadn't said he would, either. He hadn't even gone back to work. No need to. He had his pay. And everybody else's. He grinned again, thinking of the bulging wallet in his hip pocket. On the other side of the tracks, Billy Ray could see Willett's store and he could make out three men sitting out front on the sagging porch. That would be Vern Willett at the checkerboard, and the fat one had to be Dan Mosley. The other one watching was probably Frank Acree. He slowed the car and almost stopped to let them know he was back, but he wanted to make the farm before it got too dark, so he kept moving. He had to watch the ruts now as he drove past the Pentecost church toward the wooden bridge that still had no rails. You'd think by now they would have a decent bridge, maybe even a blacktop road here in town. Across the bridge, he made a sharp ride onto Sawmill Road. A little further on, as he slowed for a sizable mud hole, he noticed a small shape ahead by a mailbox. A kid catching lightning bugs. He could see it was a girl, and then even in the dusk, he caught a flash of her red hair. When he was even with her, he said, Hi. She was close enough he could have reached out and touched her, but she didn't answer. She just stood there holding the glass fruit jar with its contents blinking off and on. He eased the car slowly by her, staring at her face as she stared at him. Not a doubt about it. She was Mattie Lou made over. His heart beat faster, thinking of Mattie Lou. So she lived on the old Riley place now. Guess her family got too big for the little gun-barrel house beside the store. This kid must be the oldest. There was already one more and another on the way when he saw her last.
He was driving faster now, trying to beat the dark. Few lights showed in the houses along the road. He knew who lived in all of them, or at least he used to. After he passed the suitor place, he turned onto the dirt road that would take him home. He noticed there were no lights at the suitors. The place looked deserted. He wondered if old man Suter had died. It took all of his effort now to stay in the deep ruts of the road. In places, he could barely make out where the tracks were for the kudzu vines. Seemed like they were trying to reach across it and touch. Damned greedy bastards, taking the whole country. Billy Ray thought of the cans in the trunk of his car and set his jaw. It was going to be one hell of a fight, and he'd win if it took the rest of his damned life.